0: Welcome to the Lead Team Podcast. Every week, the lead team at Tate Springs will review our Sunday services, everything from the message to worship and whatever else comes to our minds. Let's dive in.
1: Welcome to another Lead Team Podcast. This is Pastor Jared here. We have missed you guys. We hope that you uh, have missed us too. We're sorry we're one week behind when we said we were going to come back. Um, but you know, the weather and the holidays and everything, it just kind of happens.
0: Excuses, excuses
1: nevertheless. It was actually Jason's fault. Uh, Was it Jason's fault? Yeah, it was Jason's fault. No, actually, actually it it wasn't my my fault at all. It was my fault because I That's a good leader right there. I take the blame. I thought everything was Jason's fault. Well it is well from (laughs) from now on it is. Yes, in a different context. (laughs) But I uh we usually record on Mondays and last Monday was, you know, kind of my first Monday back, so I was like all over the place. So, but uh, we're glad you're back. So, um, yeah, we are, uh, we're here. We're going we to talk about uh, last Sunday. And so we picked back up on the Win in Rome series and we talked about uh, suffering. And uh, and so we will go ahead and ask the the question, the diagnostic question to kind of get the conversation started. And so when we talk about really what is a famous passage in the scriptures, uh, Romans 8, 18 through 25, it talks about suffering what is what is what uh, the thing the lord spoke to you about this past sunday
0: so i was actually thinking about that this morning and just considering um some of the the suffering that bri and i have experienced in the last year with, with all the family issues and stuff like that and how you know it's my faith at times has not been pulled into question in terms of like i don't believe in god anymore but why are we doing all these things? I'm skills? glad that's not the case. Right, that would be right a big right. problem. <laughs> <laughs> even <laughs> though you're leaving, it would still be a problem. But yeah. more, I'm it glad was still kind of, it, it yes. was this moment, and I even thought of it this morning. Um, I was like, what if your wife came to you, you know, broken and torn up about all the family things? What if you had nothing to offer to her? Yeah. I was like, that would mean there was, n- there there's no point to anything. And it just really made me just realize you know, the hope that we have, we will suffer with it, but we're able to hope in Christ because of it. And it's just, that's, that's yeah. a blessing. And
1: that's that's the thing that I think, um, that I like to say, and I said it on Sunday, is the we didn't talk a lot about the what's called the philosophical problem of evil. Yeah. Which is, if God exists, he could do something about evil, but he hasn't, or he would do, but he hasn't. So he's either not able or he doesn't care, and either way, he's not the God that we say he is. Uh, there's a lot of problems with that. With that so-called problem, um, it's what and, we call uh, reductionist. Yeah, it's it's not a. It, at first glance, it seems it seems like, hey, this is a big problem, but it's really not. Uh, there's a lot of responses to it. It's it's actually most philosophers don't even use it anymore because they think it's been solved by um, plan. I guess so. We won't get into that. But <laughs> the um, what you just said, Jason, I think is the the pastoral way of saying it, and it's a biblical way of saying it, which is when you when you try to remove god from the equation when you say well i don't want to believe in god because prob- because evil exists and suffering exists well what you've done is you've gotten rid of god but you still have evil and suffering yep. and you don't mm-hmm. have any Anything way else and and so that's the irony of that is you're stuck with that and all you have is naturalistic humanistic yeah. Yeah. answers to that and there quite literally is no solution except to go to mars which you know has its own form of suffering right right exactly. well
2: and like it, you look at it and i mean it makes me think of that scripture about you know when people die and mourning is those who have no hope right i mean that's what we're talking about we're talking about maybe not even just in the context of death but in the context of life yeah is just living a life of hopelessness without christ there is just no hope i mean i've always said i just don't know how people I don't know how people cope with all of the struggles of life without a church and without the hope of Christ. So let's
1: talk about that because some people go the other way and they say, they say, well, um, well, that just sounds like you just need a crutch, mm-hmm. and so you're you're a Christian because you're weak and you just need some kind of you know imaginary friend to help you with life. So how do we respond to that?
0: I think everyone needs a crutch. The reality everyone is everyone needs an imaginary friend. Well, the <laughs> I thought thought. Is, is that, I mean, we all need what's the guy from Inside Out? What's that character? I've not like, seen that okay, movie. Okay, it's a great movie. They're coming out with a second one. Is it um, called Outside In? No, it's going to be Inside Out. Like it's Again. like
2: <laughs> number two or something inside like that. Inside <laughs> Out. Yeah. Outside Out. Yeah, outside.
0: Insider, outside outer, Back in and out. Innie <laughs> Audi. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure
2: Excellent. what just happened here. Yeah, but I don't you know. know
0: either. I'm leaving in a while folks so it's all good I, I'll just say things um, no it's that I think actually everybody has a way to cope the reality is is that every single person will find a way they'll find a way to rationalize justify good or bad Phil yeah mm-hmm. whether or not that's you know from their point of view the church Jesus God or drugs or alcohol or, or, or <laughs>
3: sports
0: or yeah. family or hobbies they can be good things they can be knitting reading you know anything really can become meat yeah knitting Um, that that does it for me curtis well i'm (laughs) just trying to everyone's going to find something that gives them hope and purpose because and we see this and i mean romans is really the book that lays this out like people want life they want to live so why are more people killing themselves clearly there's something that's holding everybody to life and in genesis you You know know, god like real
2: yeah god creates everything And he says, it's good, it's good, it's good. And he looks at man, he says, it's not good that man be alone. We were never designed to face any of this alone. We were always designed to have him and others in God's desire to minister to us through one another, through the church and things like that. I mean, it's part of how we're designed. So we're always looking and searching for that purpose and searching for help.
1: We were never designed to do it alone. Yeah, so it sounds like what you guys are saying is that instead of denying that we need a crutch, we lean into it right. and we don't deny that at all. And so, I
0: mean, isn't that the millennial way recognize we need help? I mean, come I on. Don't know.
1: Ron, what is what do <laughs> boomers say about this problem? I
3: wouldn't have said that.
0: <laughs> I think that is the the Christ like way though. Like yeah. admit yeah. we are falling. We yeah. we cannot do we it definitely. on our own. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean we need help. Yeah. We need help and we need hope. And that yes. and the Bible talks about that all the time. Like without hope, then what do we have? Yep. And, and it's it's the hope. I mean it's why when we go through Christmas time, we don't celebrate that Jesus just came, we celebrate that he's coming back. There's yeah. we are constantly looking forward, as the Bible has prompted us to and challenged us to, to Christ's return. We look toward a hopeful future, which is funny because we have all these songs that were written like almost too many for a while though it was all about only thinking about that hope of the future, but at the same time, we should never lose that either. There needs to be a balance in our life that acknowledges. You
0: know, when that big push happened, just speaking about like, like worship culture, 2020.
1: Yeah. Huge. It did.
0: A huge plethora of hope songs came out yep. in 2020. Yeah.
1: I told you once about how one time, this is about a year ago, I was driving and I, and I pulled up an old playlist I had made on worship songs and it was pre COVID and it was totally different like the the vibe the mu- and i realized in that moment how much things had changed yeah. you know there's a there's an old uh rule of 3 survival uh, for survival of, let me tell you about this before my time there's a there's a <laughs> ru- it's called the rule of 3 for for survival and i can't remember specifically how it goes but it goes something like this it says um a, per- a person can survive for like uh 3 days without water um three uh what is it like three something without food food. and then three something without shelter like in a bad condition and um and i've heard it said like that before uh and then when you appropriate that into the concept of hope a person cannot survive literally with a minute without hope so i agree with what jason is saying which is that if someone comes to us and they say well you just use the lord as a crutch well, he is our crutch. We're not right. afraid to say that, mm-hmm. but that's not that's not like we haven't made him up to just kind of fill in this gap. It's that we've recognized how desperately we do right. need yeah. him. And the fact is, if you don't believe in him, you have some kind of crutch. Well, you have something that's giving you hope. You have something that's giving you motivation and a desire to keep going. And if you don't, then what you're doing is you're probably you're probably just kind of drowning your sorrows away with some kind of abuse. Yeah. So, well, essentially, I mean, <clears throat> salvation starts with us understanding
2: we have a need for salvation. Until we're willing to acknowledge that we're broken, that we're fallen, and that we need a savior, yeah. then there's there's no identity of the need for salvation at all. And so we have to acknowledge at some point that we need help. And until, I mean, it's it's, it's it's the basic first step in every program to deal with everything, a lot of which people use to replace God with. Mm-hmm. You, you've got
1: to start by saying, I need help. And I yeah. think we all need help. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, Romans 8, 18 through 25. I mean, one of the things that I specifically made sure to, to say was that the problem in the passage was not the problem of suffering. The problem... Mm-hmm. Uh, that we saw in the passage is that we are waiting for glory, uh, and in the waiting is the suffering. So we're waiting for the realization of the hope that we have, and so with that comes suffering. And uh, and how do we navigate that? And the and the answer is that we, you know, we can thrive in the waiting. Yeah. You know, just like uh, Victor Navorsky and in, in the terminal. You know, right. we can make the best. Just like of it.
0: Victor. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that, was yeah. A, that was a good movie this really? guy yeah i'm not saying i'm not saying the last name right Is what he's saying right oh.
0: there. i wasn't no i wasn't going there i was just yeah we've all seen it we know it right i haven't seen it
1: you haven't seen it no.
2: really yeah. oh yeah. that's actually a good movie yeah. i've heard it's a good movie yeah. enjoy it. I'm, I'm shocked right now mm-hmm. it's all right yeah. stanley tucci <clears throat> best thing in the whole movie ah, he's the star stanley of the movie tucci. i know who stanley tucci i mean is. not tom hanks stanley tucci makes the movie oh, okay that's who yeah. i thought I was gonna make the movie he's but amazing
3: no. yeah so when you're speaking of suffering, and you know you, when you said some of you might have gone through something this last year, And my whole family kind of looked at me. And it's like, yep, um, it, that did speak to me a lot because um, there was a lot of suffering going on. And um, kind of what Jason said is you do have to just hold on to the hope that you have because mm-hmm. there was times where I was physically just spent, emotionally spent, um, sometimes even spiritually spent. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about it is. I have staff and I have people in the church that could help kind of hold up your arms as you're going through that. But um, you will have times where you will definitely suffer. And God doesn't owe us any explanation of why we're going through it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean I don't ask and say why, because I want to, if, if it's something I'm doing wrong, help me learn how to do better to rely on him more so i don't have to go through the suffering but but there always will be suffering of some sort or another yeah and if you're listening what he's talking about is that the cardinals
1: didn't win the world series and the rangers yes did. That, that was yeah. Yeah. more
3: more than my physical parts that was, <laughs> exactly.
1: that was the real suffering going on a lot like cowboys right. fans are right too on. soon can exactly. we move on <laughs> so the and that that's kind of what and that's exactly what paul's talking about there when when he says it's just not even worthy to be compared you know and and so we talked about how you know when we walk into the scale of glory, and we walk into heaven, and we come with our problems and sufferings—the things that seem so big to us right now—are really but pencil shavings that can't even be weighed. Now, here's a little—that was high. actually a really cool illustration. <laughs> Thanks, man. Was like, that was cool. Here's a funny story. <clears throat> uh, y'all were y'all heard this, but I'll share it with those who weren't part of the uh, discovery workshop. It wigged me out, and I didn't know what to do, so I just ignored it. <laughs> But but I kind of wish I had said something because it I think it actually probably would have made the, the illustration. Um, wait a minute. So when I stand on the scale, you know, it comes up at one one eighty six point four or whatever it was, you know. And uh, I step off and I get the pencil shavings, and um, and I and I put them on there with me on the second time. And those are supposed to be you know the problems the sufferings, and and now they look like this because I'm stepping on the. Sc- The scale of glory, and and I go on, and it and the the weight shows up at like one eighty three point four. The second it it goes down three pounds when I have these things in my hand, and in the moment I was like, that's not what it came up at as just a minute ago. But I genuinely couldn't remember what it was. That's why I just said the exact same weight. So I wasn't trying to lie. I just didn't remember. And then I went back and I watched it, and I was and I thought golly it did go down a few pounds <laughs> and i was like was that some kind of like i'm kidding was that some kind of like supernatural way of of uh his, illustrating his burden is light Jerry. yes but yeah. it's like not it, they and the point is this like i'm sure it was just uh you know a problem with with the scale but the the reality is when we take the things that are so big to us right now that seem so insurmountable and we all have these things some of them are are we make bigger than they are some of them really are big and we go into heaven the things that seem so mountain like mm-hmm. um it'll it'll be as if the weight is not only gone but as if it's like we've lost that like it can't yeah. even be compared the things that weigh us down won't even be counted and it, and we'll even be lighter yeah. metaphorically so um so i think it's such it helped me out you know like the hardest thing for me uh, as a pastor is like believing the things I'm preaching, and I know it sounds weird, but I, I suffer and struggle like everybody does, and I need I need the sermons just like anybody does, and so I'm preaching to myself all week yeah. as I'm writing this, and even Amanda, you know, she's like when I talk to her, she's like, Jared, you just preached about this, you know? <laughs> and, um, I'm like, God, yeah, no. that's the worst. So um, when you get reminded, yeah. So uh, you know, the Jason, the songs continue to just minister to me and encourage me. Um, I loved uh, the song set uh, on Sunday. I thought um, I'd ask you to sing. So Jared Waymaker. had texted me, he's like, "Hey man,
0: is there any way we can do Waymaker soon?" And I was like, "I got you, bro. Got you, bro." That and Sunday, it went so good with it. Bam. It <laughs> meant a you,
1: lot. It did. And um, the the big announcement: Jason shared he's uh he's leaving and he's becoming a mime in paris yes and uh so best of luck to him he's gonna he's gonna have all kinds of invisible oh, no, no, barriers no, a to overcome he's uh an opera singer and
3: oh that's what it is. I can imagine oh, yeah, jason being a mime
1: <laughs> not singing total silence yeah. from jason so jason this is a podcast miming doesn't yeah transform. nobody can see what you're doing jason <laughs>
2: jason jason stop climbing that wall no, don't hang from the you're ceiling, not in a box jason, jason.
0: i've got a
3: chainsaw <laughs> I'd fly to Prague and watch him be a mom. <laughs> oh man. Uh, did y'all
0: catch that reference this time?
3: Yeah. I Thank did. you. I
1: appreciate that. So answer. uh so yeah, well, anything else on Sunday that the Lord touched Shell's hearts with or we
2: No, I just liked I liked the focus. I mean, both of the music and of the sermon on perspective. Just on having that perspective in our lives and
1: keep your problems in perspective yeah. and your perspective in your
2: problems. That was my favorite line in the whole thing. But, Dude,
1: I worked yeah. I I had to think about that. I went home on Wednesday or Thursday, and she Amanda was like, how's your sharing probe? gone? I said, I know what I want to say. I just don't know how to say it. And then she said, well, maybe it'll come to you in the shower. By golly, it came in, <laughs> in the shower. I do my best That doesn't help me to think about sure. That <laughs> line came to you in the shower. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Cut that. and no, I'm kidding. Yeah. This is why we edit things. The right? theme covers it all. The right? Lord meets yep. you everywhere on. Yep. yep. Anywhere. Yes. So <laughs> Well, um, I think that's all we have today. And uh, thank you guys for tuning We're glad to be back here in 2024. Uh, we're going to continue working our way through the book of Romans this next uh, Sunday. We only have two verses. Uh, we're going to talk about living on a prayer. And uh, Jason's going to do a fun duet. Uh, Whoa! And, uh, sorry if that busted your
0: speech.
1: Curtis and Jason and Ron's going to come in. It's going to be a no trio. Prayer. Really, we should do something.
0: That would be funny. Jason's yeah, going to draw a
1: mullet for this uh, this week. I'm a little nervous now since Jason has nothing to lose and yes. he has this idea. <laughs> well, you know, Rob can more play the part. Uh, <laughs> <more laughs> so yeah, well, uh, it's just two verses, Romans eight twenty six twenty seven 27. And uh, I kind of let listeners in. It's, it's living on a prayer, but the beautiful thing about those two verses is that it's not our prayer we're living on. It's the spirit's prayer for us. And so, Hope you can be here at 1030 on Sunday as we worship together. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening.
0: At Tate Springs, we want to help you discover your part in God's story. Connect with us at tatesprings.com. We'll see you next time.